Hello and welcome to the Crochet Circle podcast. This is episode 25 but it's a little unusual, it's not in the standard format. This one is called Clarity and what I want to do within it is take you through some of the achievements that we had in 2017 both as a podcast community and some of my own personal achievements as a um, a, de- a designer, it feels weird saying that, but as a designer and as a business owner. So if what you're looking for is a standard podcast, this may not be the one for you and you might want to go back and listen to podcast 24, which went out on Friday, which is called Giddy Kipper. Um, but if you are interesting a little bit of a reflection of what happened in 2017 and you want to know what I've got up my sleeves for 2018 then keep on watching and what I'm going to do is cover all three elements so it's probably a little more than just about the podcast it's about me as an individual as well and some of the things I'm working on some of the bits and pieces that I'm working on within my business knit it hook it craft it and also what I'm up to as a designer so do you know what you might be interested in and me as a person as well rather than just the bits and pieces that I crochet so I hope you enjoy it and it really is a reflection on 2017 and how I'm gearing up for 2018. So I'm going to refer to notes because I've got quite a lot of stuff that I um, have already written down on this one um, and I've pulled together just a few little bullet points of bits and pieces that happened last year um, we were in the tail end of our first ever crochet along, which started on Christmas Eve in twenty. Let me get this right in twenty six. Yeah, twenty sixteen. My brain's fuddled. Started on Christmas Eve in twenty sixteen and went into the beginning of twenty seventeen and finished on the thirty first of January. Um, so that was the first ever cal that we'd run as the Crochet Circle podcast. Then we had a Tunisian crochet along where quite a few of us did The um, the Cowl by Solren Corette and then a few of us did her shawl as well, her gorgeous Tunisian shawl um, and other people were working on their own designs and trying other designs on Tunisian crochet. That was a really interesting crochet along because it pushed a lot of us to definitely um, try new skills. <laughs> I'd never really done Tunisian crochet before and I definitely benefited from doing that crochet along. After that we had Festival of Finishing which was fantastic where lots of us got to finish up those long-standing whips and we had 150 projects that were finished up during Festival of Finishing which just it was incredible. Lots of you were then going into the new year, well the new season I guess of um, crocheting and knitting having really cleared out your whips and starting afresh and with a renewed vibrance for getting into your crafting in September time and then there was the back to school sweater call that Helen and Tamara ran uh, which was a great success I had so many people saying that that was the favourite call that they'd ever taken part on and that they really enjoyed the blow cop part of it as well so um, and I've left those threads up, so if anybody's looking, all of that information is still in the Crochet Circle group on Ravelry. So you can see all the makes that people had, all the discussion points that were going on. I will always leave those threads open because it's such a good resource for people that are thinking about going and starting their own garment. And then at the back end of the year, we started our next Christmas Eve cowl again. And I did my Fjord Fibres cowl, which I love. And I am still in the middle of a couple of other bits that I'm working on. So I'm currently knitting up a pair of socks for that cowl. And I've got, if I manage it, you know, time against me as always, I have a crocheted cowl design that I want to start under the um, One Skin Wonderland cowl as well. So... As ever, I always put too much on my plate, but that's one of the things I want to be trying to address in, trying to address in 2018. So that was it for the cows that we had last year. Um, but for me, it really felt like it was the year of the garment. When I totted up um, how much I'd worked on, so I said in the last podcast that it was just shy of 10 kilograms. And actually, 
um, I forgot about a jumper. I looked back through my notes and I had forgotten to add my Sicily crochet jumper in there. So when I add that weight in there as well, then I've actually crocheted 7,146 grams, knitted 2,882 grams, and crafted overall with 10,028 grams of yarn. That's incredible, it really is. And when I look at some of the things I made most of, um, I'll give you a quick rundown. So in the crochet, I made a baby cardigan, five bags, five cowls. I do love a cowl. <laughs> um, a cushion, three hats, two jumpers, two pairs of mittens, a rug, 12 shawls, two socks and a top. And with the knitting, I knitted one cowl, one hat, two jumpers, uh, five shawls, 12 pairs of socks and two tops. That feels like quite a lot. So really the standouts for me there were garments, bags, cowls and socks. And they do tend to be the things I like to make most of all. I think in part because they're really quite functional. They're all things that I can use time and time again. Um, I don't mind doing blankets and stuff, but I can't really wear a blanket. And a blanket, whilst it may keep my feet warm while I'm in the house, it's going to do nothing for me while I'm out on a walk. So I think my preference is usually to have functional items I can get a lot of use out of. Because you put so much time and energy into these things, I guess you want to be able to get as much use back out of them as possible. So yeah, 10 kilos, over 10 kilos of yarn crafted with in 2017 and we'll see if I do more than that in 2018 or not. It was also the year that I truly became a solo podcaster so throughout the whole of 2017 the Crochet Circle um, podcast was just me. Lynn left at the end of November it was in 2016 and uh, yeah so it's it's been well over a year that I've been a solo podcaster and I just I still love it to this day and I just I really enjoy this format and the community that we create. So um, thank you for still watching and for still listening, even though it's just me. It's really it's really nice that we've still got that community there. Um, I did Stash Bingo as well. That was a great success and something that I'm going to go on and do in 2018. I actually dyed yarn purposefully. <laughs> Um, to make my own garment when I did the home body sweater and it came out as I wanted it to as a kind of stonewashed denim effect um, so there might be some more dyeing happening in 2018 I'm never going to be a yarn dyer but I really enjoyed that process of dyeing yarn for a specific project and it coming out properly um, I might feel a little differently about it if the yarn doesn't come out the way I want it to be um, what else did we have? Our Ravelry and Instagram communities grew quite a bit in 2017 and the connections between you all grew, which was just lovely to see. And um, It's particularly great that it's not dependent on me being the catalyst for the chat and the conversations and the, the loveliness that you all bring to the community. So that's, that's really helpful, actually, and I, I love it that I don't always need to be in there. So thank you everyone that is in there being chatty and by in there I mean Ravelry and Instagram and just, you're all lovely, you're all really, really lovely. Um, so in 2017 we also got a load more crochet podcasters, which is great. The more that we have, the more crocheters are going to be tuned into the idea that we have got podcasts there for their delight and delectation. So bring it on and um, for anybody that is interested in starting a podcast if you've got any questions then ask away I'll happily tell you the kind of the ups and downs of being a podcaster and give you a good briefing in it before you start out of course and that's from my experience and the way that I do my podcast but um yeah, if, you, if it's something that you're thinking about, then by all means ask the questions and I'll let you know how I find it as, um, as a podcaster and the kind of time that I put into it and what it actually means. Um, um, I will keep on doing the big ups in 2018 and showing you who's coming through the system and who you, you want to have a look out for because um, everybody looks for something slightly different in a podcast and if I'm not your thing, then 
somebody that I'm recommending might be just your cup of tea for a podcaster. So I'll I'll just keep on sharing um, the people that I'm coming across. But it's lovely to have more folk um, on board. It's really nice. I interviewed Becky Marcus at River Nets and more on interviews when I get on to the 2018 section. Um, what else happened? I went to many a yarn festival. I also vended at quite a few yarn festivals and that's something that I really love about this community is going out and sniffing sheep and wool and being out there and seeing what's actually happening within my industry and seeing what people are responding to. It's it's great fun to go to a yarn festival. So if it isn't something that you've done yet and it's something you're thinking about for 2018, Find your nearest one and see if you can make it there because it's so very different from going to your local yarn shop um, and it's very, very different from buying online and just it's it's all encompassing because you've got the smell, you've got the kind of hustle and bustle, you've got the food and if it's in a cattle mart then you've got the smell of sheep. For quite a few of them, you've got livestock in there as well and you get to see all the glorious things that people have made. So if you haven't managed it yet and it's on your to-do list, I think it is probably definitely one to try and prioritise if you can because you'll get so much more out of it than you ever think you might. Um, what else happened? We did book reviews from within our podcast community and hopefully there'll be more of that in 2018 as well. And... I gained some lovely moderators for the Ravelry group. Um, so thank you to Joe, Helen, Anna, Lisa and Tamara. It's really lovely to have you guys on board, keeping things going and just being in Ravelry and just being lovely. It's just being the lovely people that you are. So that is a very quick roundup of 2017. There were lots and lots of makes. Quite a few of them were um, knitted ones some of which I still haven't worn because I'm, I'm holding up my Unkia shawl, my big lace shawl. I'm only just getting to the point where I can bear the idea of wearing this thing because it was such a trial to get it to the point of a finished object. But it's beautiful and possibly I need to just get on with it and wear it. I have just got a new shawl pin which will make it um, even more wearable. It's actually quite a difficult shape to wear and make look good um, so that shopping will help with that and then I'll start wearing this as an item but I knitted quite a lot of shawls and I crocheted quite a few including my spun gold by Cat Golden which was another one skeiner from last year and I also crocheted quite a few garments I did what did I do Two jumpers and a top, I think, last year, including my riverette top, which I did in Lope. Um, so I made rather a lot last year, and I'm very proud of many of the makes. Quite a lot of it went off to charity, from socks to the baby cardigans to hats and bits and pieces. And um, quite a few pairs of socks went off to charity or off to my friend. Um, Jenny and I have worked out that if I do my standard sock which is to have alternative colours on the cuff, heel and toe then with one skein of nice lovely hand dyed yarn I can get two pairs of socks. So for every pair that I knit myself Jenny can get a pair as well and she said well that would be, she said that would be lovely I just don't want any brown ones. <laughs> Jenny, unlike me, does not do brown. Over the years, we've had this nice little impact on each other. Jenny is, she loves quite raspberry pink um, purple colours, which were never my go-to colours. I am always kind of sludgy colours, earthy, tonal colours. They're my go-to. And over the years, we've had this crossover of colours where some of her pinkiness is rubbing off into me, like my Sicily jumper that I crocheted, and some of my sludginess is rubbing off into her. But she is most definitely drawing the line at brown, basically. As she would say, poo brown. I don't want poo brown socks. I'm not sure I would knit poo brown socks anyway, but you, you never know. But she said, uh, no thanks to them. <laughs> 
she's an ingrate, isn't she? Jenny, you're an ingrate. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was the year that was. That was 2017. It was a great year and we did loads together and here's to doing even more in 2018. So, the next little bit, I want to split into um, three areas. So, podcast, my company, Knit It, Hook It, Craft It, and me as a designer, which is Faye Dashbur-Hughes Designs. And what I've done is had a really hard look about what it is that I do throughout the year, what I need to do more of, what I need to do less of, and looked at that across all three areas of my life. And this all really kicked off at the beginning of December. I started listening to a podcast by a lady called Sarah Tasker who runs a podcast called Hashtag Authentic. Now she is an Instagram influencer, that's her actual job. I know some of you are sat there going, how can that be a job? But believe me, it really is. It's not quite marketing, but it is almost like being a marketeer, but within the sphere of social media. And um, she does more than that as well, but that's what she's best known for and that's what she does with the podcast. And within her podcast, she interviews a lot of really interesting people and they cover loads and loads of topics, like one of them is the gl the glorification of being busy. So all of these people going, oh, I'm just so busy, oh, I've just got so much going on, which I, you know, I do that at times. It's about not doing that or... Um, it might be about um, writing better Instagram, um, what do you call it, bullets. Or it might be all about colour psychology. So I've been listening with great interest to all of her podcasts and listening to some of the other podcasters that she has interviewed and really sucking up all of this information at the back end of last year with a view to spitting out this year in what it is I want to do and how I want to do it. So some of the areas I really want to concentrate on as an individual but that therefore means it's going to impact on into the, the three areas of my working life. I really want to concentrate on my photography. What is taken in by the human brain is 90% visual and it's one of the reasons I love Instagram is because I'm a very visually led person. I love audio as well. I don't do particularly well with text. I'm not a great writer and I'm not a great reader so I tend to love Instagram, pictures, photography, art, exhibitions and audiobooks. If you want me to learn something, the best possible way I can do that is through audio. And so they're the areas I really want to concentrate on is my visual and audio output. And using them to tell my stories, to tell the stories in the podcast, to tell my stories on Instagram and on Ravelry and as my business as well. And through my designs, that's that's really what I want to concentrate on. And that kicks off tonight. I start an online photography course. Now, I already take OK photos. I, I wouldn't say they're amazing, but I do all right. I've got some nice kit and I take, I would say, decent photos. However, I want to take wow photos and so with this course starting tonight, I really want to be whamming you with some amazing photos on Ravelry and Instagram. Um, you may have seen that I've started using some new types of photos. They're basically, they're moving photos and they're called cinemagraphs. You'll only know that if you watch the podcast um, on YouTube or if you follow me on Instagram. I can't get them up onto Ravelry, I don't think. Um, so they're the only ways that you'd see what it is I'm up to. It's basically a moving photo and it's called a cinemagraph. So I've started making use of them because it's just a slightly different way of telling the story and it's a point of difference for me in Instagram as well. Nobody else within our community really seems to be using cinemagraphs and... I'll own that space. I'll I'll take that and run with it and try and make some amazing cinemagraphs and really have that point of difference and doing something really fun that I'm enjoying at the moment as well. So you're going to see more of them. Um, one of the other things I've been working on is 
working on my colour palette. So I mentioned earlier that um, one of the things that Sarah Tasker from Hashtag Authentic Podcast talks about is the psychology of colour. She interviewed a lady called um, Fiona Humberston, who is the brand stylist. And part of what she does as the brand stylist is that she looks at the colour palette of the seasons and the type of person that you are likely to be. And I probably could have guessed this already. I wasn't, but I wasn't quite sure. And it wasn't until I read the information that I really thought, yes, 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 I am most definitely um, the autumn colour palette. So I've gone over a few resources and the colour palette that I am is all of those earthy tones, which is something I talk about in the podcast almost every single month. If I'm saying how much I love a colour, usually I'm saying within that that I love the earthy tones within that colour. And what we're looking at is quite a foresty mid-green going into oranges, kind of... um mid-rose pinks, purples, the aquas and teals that I love, but on quite the earthy side of the scale. Um, the really nice kind of ice flow blues as well. And of course, mustard. You would always expect there to be a mustard in there for me. But reading this information really was like a hallelujah moment where I went, oh, that is 100% me. That's That's what I do. That's what I'm drawn to. And I really... I really am that person and what then really cemented it was the bits and pieces that they were talking about um, around that so the autumn personality is organic earthy warm and passionate um, with a strong connection to nature a love for the past and a thirst for understanding how and why things work as well as challenging the status quo the autumnal personality makes a great campaigner the least materialistic of all the seasons, autumn is nothing if not ambitious. They love to do things well and will often create new and better ways of doing things. Education is important to them and they have a great love of books and the arts. Warm, intense, muted colours support the autumn personality and typefaces with substance, texture and a tactile quality are all good. Natural textiles are good, uncoated or recycled paper, brown craft paper bags and rough-hewn wood or coarse linen. If any of you have ever visited my shop and ever bought anything from me, then you will know that um, linen and wood feature very highly and that all of my packaging is either reused or recyclable and that I put everything in undyed brown craft paper and it gets tied up with a little linen bow and I write you a message on 100% recycled craft paper. So when I read this, at the beginning of the looking through the website and I was like, oh, this is all very nice, isn't it? Ha ha. Oh, I wonder what season I am. I was being a bit poo-pooish thinking, well, isn't this just a bit like looking to my stars for information? And then I read it all and I thought, oh, <laughs> Maybe there's some fact in behind this and it really, really works. So the reason I'm telling you this is because this is how I'm going to make decisions on the colours that I use for projects in the future and in particular for my designs and for the look and feel and flavour of what I put out in the podcast. So, so that there is some cohesion across all three of my areas of work and essentially all three of my brands, then these are the colours that I am going to be working with. And I feel quite excited that I now understand what it is that I need to do. Um, I've struggled in the past to, to, to try and work out where it is that I fit in that and why it is I'm so drawn to specific yarn brands and specific types of people. And now I just, I get it. There's a reason that I love Erica and John and River Knit. And it's because they too have quite a large amount of what they do within the autumn, um, within the autumn color palette, and that is why I'm drawn to them. That's that's the crux of it. They are my kind of people. They are my yarn tribe, and now that I understand that, my I suspect that my life is just going to be much easier because I'm not going to be trying to battle against it. I just understand where it is that I fit into all of that. Um, so yeah, that's been a really interesting 
thing to think about throughout December coming into January. I'm going to put links to all of this stuff and photos up in the show notes. So if you're interested in what it is that I am talking about, so the podcasts and the links into the colour psychology information, um, it will all be in there and you can go and have a look because um, if you're at the point where I was at where you just needed a little bit of definition on what it was you were working on and giving yourself a bit of a path for the coming months then this might be a nice idea for you to dip into as well. So they're really the areas I will be working on that arch across all three of my kind of working elements so the podcast, Knit It, Hook It, Craft It and Fade Ashbur Hughes Designs and hopefully that will mean that no matter where you engage with me from you recognise my personality behind everything that I do. That's the hope anyway, and it means that I've got kind of conviction in what everything it is that I do as well. So what can you expect from the podcast in 2018? I am wholeheartedly going to continue with one podcast a month. I did talk to Matthew at the back end of last year about maybe doing it um, bi-weekly, and the problem is it would still run to about an hour and a half, but I would just be doing it twice a month instead of once um, a month. So. so it will always be a monthly podcast and it will always go out on the first Friday of every month. I'm going to continue with hashtag Friday is Day um, because it's just really interesting now that I'm getting more and more into um, indie dyers and um, doing little bits of dyeing for myself like I say this is never gearing up towards me being a yarn dyer that's not where I'm going with this there are so many talented yarn dyers out there it does not need me being amateur hour in there but it's interesting for me to dip into it and have a bit of an understanding because um, what it also means is when I go out and interview yarn dyers I have a better understanding of what their process is the other thing that we definitely want to have the last Saturday of every month is going to be the global hookup. The only times I think those times will change is, um, for instance, February is going to be the first one. And that's simply because I can't do the last Friday of that month. So hopefully global hookups are going to be a thing and it will run really well. And we will have our own global crafting nights. Um, so I'm working away on the background on that one, getting ready for the first one to go live on the 3rd of Feb. Um, I wanted to change up the podcast a little and have a new introduction and some new music, which I did in the January podcast. And this is something that I might do at the beginning of every year, just so that there's a little bit of a refresh. It's not just the same old, same old, and you've got... It just keeps on evolving. The podcast keeps on evolving. And in time, some bits might drop off and new bits might come in. And, you know, that's that's great if that's what happens. I wouldn't want to ever just stand still with the podcast. That's not how I would like it to be. Um, In 2018, I'm working towards doing four interviews. I got such a lovely response with the Rivernets interview and I really enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. It was really interesting for me to go and interview outside and take the equipment and try and make it all work, albeit it was a little bright on the light, but um, that's something I'm going to continue in 2018. So I already have two interviews lined up it's it's going to be roughly one a quarter um i have um one is a crochet designer one is a crochet and knitwear designer and she's she's young and she went and studied knitting and crochet at university which i am just fascinated by that you could do a degree in that i would love to go back now and do a degree in um, knitting and crochet and fabrics I would, I would just I would suck up every bit of information going, I would love it um, and then I'm also going to interview hopefully in a three part interview, somebody who's running a local-ish yarn festival to me um, and it would be an interview in the run up to the festival to show what it's like from their point of view of getting ready a little interview during the festival, maybe at the end of day one. 
and then an interview hopefully a week after the festival so you can see really what it takes for somebody to pull together a yarn festival and how much hard work it is and all of the background stuff that goes into making that a success so and that would be an interesting one but that leaves one slot now I've got an idea of who who I might want to ask into that slot but I wanted to ask for your opinion is there anybody that you would really like me to try and interview I know I've had calls in the past for people to ask um, that wanted me to interview Lucy at Attic24 and I did send her an Instagram message and she didn't come back to me Lucy is quite a private person and I don't think she does many interviews so if there's a huge demand for that then I can try again but I don't want to keep on pestering someone so do you have any suggestions of who you might like me to interview um, at some point in this year? It could be someone abroad because I could do it as a Skype interview, which means it would be audio only, but that is also a potential. So, um, yeah, let me know. Drop me a line either on Ravelry, Instagram or YouTube comments or in Podbean comments and I will take your considerations forward and see what I can do about them. Um, we're going to have four crochet alongs throughout the year and um, the first one I talked about is called the Different Designer Cal and that starts in March we're then going to have a Summer Tops crochet along um, which will start in May and then we're going to move into a Sock Along now I haven't been in touch with any of the other podcasters yet, but I would love it if we just had a podcast-wide crochet sock along. So um, if any of you are listening and watching this, let me know if you're up for it. This would be in September, and what I would look to do is try and create some socks that are suitable for all seasons. So it doesn't matter where you are and what hemisphere you're in, you can crochet up socks that are suitable to the season that you are living in. So it's not saying, oh, it's September and therefore it's getting cold and we need socks. It's actually about um, everybody. So making sure that there are socks that are suitable for every single season would be part of the crochet along. So maybe looking at cotton mixes and different blends as well. Um, so, yeah, I would love it. If all of the other crochet podcasters wanted to get involved with the sock along, I'm calling it a sock along, it may not be called sock along, but um, the idea is that we will have a sock cal in September. I know lots of people want to be able to crochet socks, are a little daunted by it, and there was so much good chatter in Claudia's Crochet Luna sock along. Um, um, it was called Sock It To Me. There's a load of great information in her Ravelry thread. So it would be great to have another cal that is all about socks. And the people that have already done it can help to teach the people that are daunted by it. And tell everybody what their favourite sock pattern is. Claudia, do you want to be in my gang, my gang, my gang? Please come and join my sock cal. And everybody else out there. <laughs> so yeah, that's um that's the sock one. And then the next one after that would be the Christmas Eve hook on again. There might be an, another little one in there too. So I had lots of fun. I had lots of fantabulous <laughs> suggestions within the Ravelry thread for ideas for cows. Oh, I forgot one. We're going to have a vintage along. I can't remember when that is. I think it might be in the summer. We're going to have a vintage along, crochet along, where you find vintage patterns or vintage yarn and that's what you get to work with. I'd forgotten about that. So we've got, hold on, how many have we got? Um, summer tops, designer, summer tops, socks, vintage, hook on. Do you see how I've bumped it up to five cows already? And what I'll do is um, post each of these up in the Ravelry thread with the start date so you know exactly where you are with them. There's no point in me reeling it all off here 
because you may as well just go to the Ravelry thread. There's a thread in there for crochet alongs. So if you know of any other crochet alongs that are going on or knit alongs that you're um, involved in, pop them into that thread and let everybody else know. Cows are a great way of engaging with the community and you know people cheerleading you on to get to the finishing line with bits and pieces. Um, so yeah, go and have a look at that thread in Ravelry and it will have all of the crochet alongs listed on there. So not four cows, five cows in 2018. <laughs> I think I'm losing it. I think I may need coffee. Um, there's going to be more of a focus of my time on Ravelry and Instagram and responding to YouTube comments. You guys are so great at going into Ravelry and um, ping me stuff on Instagram and on YouTube and I want to just make sure that I'm doing you decent service back, basically. So it is really quite time consuming, but it's one of the areas that I really want to focus in on for the year is making sure that if you're in contact with me, then I'm definitely trying to be in contact back with you because that's what makes a community. It's two way. Um, and I do try my best and sometimes I just get snowed under with stuff and I can't do as much as I want to do. Um, but that's something that I'm really trying to remedy in 2018. Um, I've written myself a note here, which is make the Instagram account, account amazing. And that's something that I really want to do with my focusing on photography and my colours. I would like my photography to be really knockout and for that to shine through in all of the bits and pieces that I'm putting into not just Instagram but also Ravelry and YouTube. Um, if you follow me on Instagram then one of the things I will be continuing to do in, in the year is if you um, go to the top bar there's a bit which is called my stories and that's where I put all the silly stuff all the bits and pieces that are going in my um, on my day so I might not post for two days and then you might get five on one day there is no consistency to this and it might be my silly cat being all snuggled up in a blanket or me making something I think the last one I put up was a picture of the bo really dull boring bowl of soup that I had to have for lunch that just said January equals um, soup and no alcohol such fun <laughs> so it's where it's the part of Instagram that I put my more of my personality into and what it is that we're up to within our household. So you, you know that I'm just a standard normal person um, and that that's where the fun bits and pieces go. Um, the other bit that I'm going to be working on is more of the informative blogs, which I think you all get quite a lot out of. I know you don't all go and look at them, but the ones that do read them seem to really quite like the amount of detail that I put into them. So along with the interviews once a quarter, what I would also like to do is really focus in on a topic once a quarter and do a big, massive blog on that. So the previous feedback that I had had from somebody, or I think it was a couple of people that had given YouTube comments, somebody wanted me to tackle how you mend crochet in a particular a crochet blanket but I would actually spin that out to be how you can generally mend crochet so that's one of the elements I'll be working on and somebody else asked whether I could cover how you do um, pattern reading and chart reading so that's another thing that I'll do all of the kind of investigatory work on and pull together in a blog post but that still leaves two sections free so do you have any suggestions for me on two other areas that you would like me to investigate throughout this year. And again, it would culminate in a big plug post and me talking about it in the podcast. What are the things that you are really stuck on? And if I get loads of comments back and there are some clear common threads within that, then the two most common threads are the ones that I will um, tackle. And if anybody's got any other comments where I think I can just very quickly help you and there aren't enough comments to cover that topic, then I'll just ping you back a quick comment or email and let you know um, what where I would point you towards for more information. So, uh, yeah, let me know. So at the moment it is crochet mending 
and um, pattern and chart reading but two more spaces available for me doing big informative blogs so let me know what you would like help on um yeah and then the final thing i'm up to this year is we've got a massive meetup at edinburgh yarn festival now i am well aware that for the next three months a lot of podcasters are just going to be talking about edinburgh 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 and i know it gets really frustrating if you're not going to be anywhere near Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So I'm not really going to talk about it. And my hope is this year I will get decent enough video quality. And I will actually have enough time up there. And with lots of you lovely people. And I will pull together a bit of a vlog cast on the Yarn Festival. And all of the other bits and pieces that we've done. So if you have a genuine interest in that yarn festival and what happens over those three days then you can just go and watch that podcast and if you don't you don't have to hear about edinburgh yarn festival for months on end that's it lips shut on edinburgh so the final bit i wanted to cover up with the podcast is what i really need to ensure is that i have got balance between my life and the podcast and the other bits and pieces in my life um, somebody asked me the question on Ravelry and I think quite a few of you were shocked to learn how long it takes me to do the podcast. Now I probably don't make my life easy because I take lots of photography for it for the show notes and I record for audio and for YouTube and I do really comprehensive show notes and I do the Instagram stuff and I do loads of bits and pieces and the blogs and the interviews so I know that I put a lot of effort into the podcast but it generally for each podcast that you receive which is about an hour and a half with all the supplementary stuff that's about two to three days of my life every month so I want to be in a position where I'm always enjoying those two to three days and I never feel like it's a bind to do the podcast I don't want to feel like it's something that I have to do rather than something that I want to do and I've never yet been in that position where I've gone oh I've got to go and record the podcast today and I just don't want to that's not at all how I feel about um what we've got going on here but I never want it to get to that point so I have to ensure that I have got balance with the podcast and the other parts of my life because I don't want to reach burnout I want to be here in 10 years time talking to you all, bringing new people on to the crochet journey, ensuring that everybody is getting something out of crochet and out of the community. That's that's what I would love. It would be so funny if I was looking back on this at the beginning of 2028, watching a younger me say, I hope I'm doing this in 10 years' time. Maybe I won't hope I'm doing it in 10 years' time, but right now that's how I feel about it. It would be nice to think that I've still got this going and we've got a great community and people are still listening and watching and crocheting away with me. That would be that would be really nice. So that's it for the podcast side of things. Um, so if you're not interested in the other bits and pieces that I'm going to talk about, I shall leave you here. Thank you for watching and listening. Um, next I'm going to talk about Knit It, Hook It, Craft It. And then I'm going to talk about what it is that I am up to in um, Fade Ashbury Hughes Designs. So with um, with my company Knit It, Hook It, Craft It, it's been going for nearly two years now. And it's kind of morphed over that time. I'm spending quite a lot more time designing, which wasn't an original part of my uh, setup. I really love designing and I can't... I can't turn that tap off, but the design stuff that I do goes beyond um, the things that I put out in patterns. So I design a lot of the stuff that goes into my shop as well. And that's one of the things that I really want to major in on in the coming year is designing more stuff. So things like the um, embroidery bag that I brought out ready for Nottingham Yarn Festival. This was my idea from start to finish. And um, whilst I didn't do the um, the design of the bear that you embroider into it, um, the whole concept and the colours are all mine. Um, and I want to do more of that in the coming year. I, I want to control 
more of the manufacturing so that when somebody asks me where something has come from, I can say, well, actually, I've pulled this together rather than saying, oh, I got it from XYZ. But I can really show the passion that's behind the products that I sell. So there are two key factors for that. One is me pulling in more of the materials and using more of the people that I already have locally. A good example are the new project bags that I've got coming online. So this is Harris Tweed at the top that I sourced when I was on the Outer Hebrides. And then it's matched up with a corresponding cotton um, canvas. So the cotton probably comes from Pakistan, but then the actual dyeing and the um, wax part of it is done within the UK. I add the press studs to it, there will be another two. And they're actually sewn for me by Martine in Cheshire. So this is my design. I've worked with Martine on it. We've been working on these since September and this is them now in their third iteration and we've worked on three sizes as well. So there's a small one which does a pair of socks um, up to two skeins really, a medium one which is a kind of a three skein project it will do for small to um, large size shawls and then there's a there's a whopper bag, which is um, easily a garment size bag and it's huge, but you could also use it as a kind of wool storage bucket for your living room or one of your one of the rooms in your house. And they've all got um, big bums on them. And um, because they're cotton canvas predominantly, it means that you can use them anywhere so you're less likely to be fussed about them sitting on a train or a plane or you know during a picnic or something because they're actually waterproofed and I've managed to source some really funky coloured canvas that I can match up really nicely with the Scottish tweeds I've chosen so this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about whereby I have sourced the tweed I have sourced the um the waxed cotton I have sourced all of the press studs. I will be making the handles for them and Martine makes the actual bags up for me. Um, I even print up the ribbons that are on the inside that um, give you the fact that it's made with Harris Tweed by Martine in Cheshire. You know, it's that level of detail that I want to continue with more of my products throughout this year. Um, and just, just bringing a different element to them. So the one that I'm showing just now is again, it's wax cotton and Harris tweed, but it's a bright mustard yellow. It's really funky. There isn't anything like this, I don't think, in the, in the project bag um, crafting arena at the moment. And I like to do stuff that's different and I like to do stuff that has come out of my head. It's my creativity and my imagination paired with other people's skills to bring these elements to life so yeah watch the space there should be more of this sort of stuff happening um throughout the year love these project bags if you're not into bright yellow then i also have some tamer colors as well with your more standard kind of waxed cotton colors in that kind of brownie olivey green that waxed cotton is particularly known for one of the other things I want to do is work with some more local weavers. So yes, the Harris Tweed is beautiful, it's really lovely, but I would like to work with some local weavers that are um, in and around kind of mid-England um, because if I can keep it local and they know what their wool source is, then great, I'll work with them too. So that's a good example of me controlling all of the elements but depending on other people to do most of the manufacturing and but what I also want to do is control one more of the manufacturing myself I'm really fussy about what I put into the shop and I want to make things the best that they can be and one of the things I have made for me at the moment is my design but they make tension squares for me and needle gauges on their laser cutter. 
And whilst they're perfect, lovely and serviceable, I want to be able to add more design elements to these. And there is only so much you can pass on to other people and so much you can ask other people to do. When sometimes what you actually need to do is have a bit of a fuddle yourself and see if you can make something work. And to that end, in at the end of March, I take stock of a laser cutting machine. And what that means is I will then be able to produce all of this stuff myself, which also hopefully means I can start securing um, the wood for the laser cutter from British stock and from sustainable stocks of wood. The wood that we use at the moment comes from Russia. It is Forest Stewardship Council certified and you know it's it's lovely sustainable wood but if I can get wood that's um, actually been grown in the UK then to me that's an even better step and that's what I'm going to be working towards but what this laser cutter means is that I could be I could be working on some of the jewellery design ideas that I've got I could be working on well I will be working on making wooden sock blockers and again bringing some of my design elements to them so this this is really what I'm talking about when I say that I want to be manufacturing as much as possible myself it's because I am a creative person I know that I can do it and also it means I'm cutting out quite a few of the middle people so I can bring better value for money to you guys because um, I have very low overhead. So once I've got this machinery and I'm paying it off, then actually I can make sure that you're getting the best value possible from me in my shop. Yes, interesting stuff. I'm not sure when I'm going to get all of the hours in the day that I need to do all of this stuff. I already work crazy hours, but this is the stuff that fuels me. This is the stuff that makes me really excited and... Um, these are the kind of elements that I look for in other people's goods when I'm buying from them. So why wouldn't I just do it myself? I guess that's the crux of it. So I think that's all of the stuff from um, Knit It Hook. It really is about getting stuff up for sale, um, designing more of the elements myself and manufacturing more of the elements myself whenever I can. So on to the last bit, which is what it is that I want to move on with as Fade Ashbur Hughes Designs. And I spoke earlier on about the autumnal colour palette. And I've got all of the yarns in front of me that I'm going to be working with in 2018. Um, there might be more, but for now, these are the ones that I've got in. And they are pretty much all within my autumnal colour palette. And if I had to pick one skein that really sums that up for me and all of the colours I have in front of me, it would have to be in my skein of Rivernet's Giant Indian Squirrel. It is pretty much within that um, colour palette that I have for autumn. It sums it up really, really nicely. So, yeah, I want to make sure that there's a clear look to what it is that I am achieving and that I'm happy with the colours I'm using. You may be in the same boat. Maybe you've just used up a skein of yarn you're not actually that happy with the colour that you've got and it does have an impact on the way that you feel about the project and the way that you feel about um, working on it. So, uh, yeah, that's a huge thing for me is actually working within a colour palette that I enjoy looking at, handling, feeling and that I'm most likely going to enjoy the finished object on as well. Um, I would like to get out 12 designs within 2018. I currently have, I've got a little list here, which I won't go through, but I have currently got 17 on my list. Predominantly crochet, but there are a few knitting ones. And what's not included in that is a whole range of knitted sock patterns that I have in my head that I finally worked out the construction of at the weekend, which is maybe a little dangerous. <laughs> um, 
but 12 designs within 2018. So what I'm looking at doing is getting one out a month. And as I said in the last podcast, what I have to do is concentrate first and foremost on the ones I've already got Teg edited and just need to get up there, get um, crochet tested um, and then get them up and for sale. Because there's no point in continuing to just do patterns if I never get them up for sale. Pointless activity. Um, I want to stick to the pattern layout that I've already got and get great feedback on it. You like the fact that you get a kind of synopsis chart at the beginning that tells you immediately how many meters you need, how much time it's going to take, what hook size you need, what the terminology is. So I'm going to keep on doing that because, you know, why would I change it if it works for you guys, the end users? So I will continue that as part of my um, pattern layout. And I will also continue with the YouTube tutorials. So for every single pattern that I ever put out, and I may put out only 12 next year, but every single one of those patterns will have been tested, tag edited, run to the same format that I do now, and there will be a YouTube tutorial backing it up. So when you buy one of my patterns, you will know automatically that that is what you're going to get for any pattern that was done in 2018. That's what you will get as part of the pattern layout. Um, I would rather do fewer designs, but do them really well, than have lots and lots of designs, but not have done them with the attention to detail that I like to do. I don't want to spread myself too thinly, but what I do put out, I want to be really good. Like I want it to be the, my best work. Otherwise, I shouldn't put it out, really. One of the things I thought might be quite interesting, um, and this will be more so on Instagram, but I'll probably pull together a blog post on it as well, was to show um, how long it takes from the point of that spark of creativity with the pattern to the point of actually pressing publish on Ravelry. And of course, this is going to be completely different for every single designer. But I wanted to just take you on that on that story and show you how long it actually takes. Because for some, it might only be for a month. And for others, it might be a six-month journey to get it to the point of publish. Um, and I think it's probably quite an interesting blog post in that and quite an interesting scenario to follow on Instagram just at what stage a pattern is at at any point throughout the year so that's one of the things I'm hoping to work on this year as well um, and I wasn't initially going to do this but the more I think about it the more I think I'm going to um, I am going to start selling kits for my designs so it'll only be a few to begin with but it was most likely going to start with Erica's British Blue 100 and with the four shawl designs I've been working on with, um, well, for Erica. So um, it's going to be a couple of months before these are available and I'm probably going to try and gear up for it for um, Wonderwall Wales. And I would only have a, a limited number of kits to begin with. But I figured I may as well, if I'm going to design something and I have got access to the wholesale purchase of the yarn, then I could also pull together some quite nice little kits, given that I can also pull together project bags and um, other bits and pieces. Then I can pull together some nice little kits that are a little bit quirky and a little bit different. So that's one of the other things I'm going to be working on in 2018. <laughs> it's going to be a busy year. Um, yeah. And, yeah, what did I say? I'm going to finalise the existing designs. And I've put a little note to myself. Stop being distracted by the new and shiny. Don't be a magpie. Be a worker bee. That's what I need. Um, which is quite apt that I'm having my coffee out of my Manchester mug. And the Manchester um, symbol is the worker bee. So... I need to stop being distracted by new shiny things and I need to just crack on the stuff that I need to crack on with and just be a little more, uh, a little harsher on myself and make myself sit still and do the task at hand. I'm very good at just going, oh, I'll just look at Instagram. Oh, I'll just check the Ravelry boards. Oh, I'll just do this rather than sitting down and focusing on the thing that I'm allowed to focus on or meant to be focusing on. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's a real one for me for 2018. And also, um, you've heard me mention Beck before at Black Horse Yarns. Beck is a friend that lives locally and she does um, a little bit of indie dyeing, not a lot. But my hope is that Beck and I can find a yarn that we both like and agree on and that she likes dyeing and that I like the provenance of. And when I do a new design, um, she can maybe dye up some yarn for me and that will be part of the um, kits that I offer. So, for instance, this is one that actually De Beck and I dyed together. And what I'm thinking about doing, I've got two balls of this, is making this up into a Doppio Colosseum, which is my best-selling pattern. It goes great guns, it shows lots of people buy it. But if people are willing to buy the pattern, then they might also buy the yarn, especially if it's Beck and I that have designed the yarn and the way it needs to look within the pattern. So, um, yeah, there might be more of that coming up on the website and at shows. So just to give you a little bit of a flavour of some of the designs that I'm going to be working on, again, quite a few kind of cowl hat mitten sets because I just I really like designing them. I get a lot out of designing them and they're quite actually quite quick to design as well. I have um, a long cowl that I want to work on which is going to be in the Einrum yarn which my dad brought me back from Iceland. There's also a shawl design that I want to work on which I don't I don't want to give anything away on because it's one of these things that just bam hit into my head and the design was there and I thought oh, just be so beautiful it would be like if I can do it the way I want it to it would actually be breathtakingly beautiful so I don't want to give anything away on that until I've got the design down and I've worked out the stitch definition and how I can get it all to work um yeah I'm really excited about it I can't even tell you the name because I need to I need to keep it all shush, basically. I'm very excited. Um, the Erica Knight British Blue 100. I'm going to design my first set of garments. So this is going to become a cardigan, um, a DK weight cardigan that I will be working on um, probably late spring before I get round to this one. Um, and likewise, I also want to work on a jumper. And that is going to be in the little grey sheep. I'm doing it in a beautiful, um, rusty uh, orange colour. So that's going to be a little cropped, crocheted jumper. Um, what else have we got? There's another bag. There's another um, scarf that I want to do, which is in the wool kitchen. Um, yarn. I've got two more cowls I'm going to make with the Fjord fibres. I talked about them last time round. They are based on the chimney pots of Hampton Court Palace. Um, there's another set of cowls and mittens with an Irish yarn that I want to work with. Um, there's a set of socks I'm working on at the moment with the River Knits Mini. They're going to be called the Mini Mania Striped Socks. Um, I sat this morning and I've nearly got that pattern written up, ready to go out to be test-knitted. Um, there's a couple of knitted versions of some of the crocheted stuff that I do. I want to be able to offer some of my stuff for both knitted and crocheted because I can do that, so why wouldn't I? Um, and then there are a couple of shawls. Again, it's the same design, but one is knitted and one is crocheted. But that's 17 projects, not including this new sock project well not new but this sock project that I've had mulling over for months on end now so yeah it's quite a lot if you I mean look I will take photos and add all of them into the show notes but there's an awful lot of yarn for me to be getting through in designs in 2018 um but all very exciting it's hopefully going to be a real year of um, designs for me and getting stuff out to the point of publish. I did quite a bit last year. One of my best moments was working with um, Erica and Bella and, and the fact that those designs will be coming out in 2018 with Erica Knight is just, it still bamboozles me. I can't quite believe it, but yeah, that was definitely a highlight for me in 2017. Right. 
I'm going to shut up now. Um, yeah, that's it. Working on colour, working on being better with my time and working on being better with my communication back to you guys as well. I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for watching and all of the photos of bits and pieces will be up in the show notes for this episode. Bye!